Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 6th of July 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. Ekrem İmamoğlu, the mayor of Istanbul and member of the opposition party, the Republican People's Party, or CHP, said in an interview with the Financial Times that he, quote, might be dismissed from his position if Erdogan wins the 2023 elections. He recalled his 2019 Istanbul mayoral election victory, which the National Election Authority canceled due to unaccounted illegalities. They had to rerun the elections, which Imamalu won by a large margin. He said that the mentality that canceled the elections, quote, could do anything. In his interview, Imamalu also urged Turkish businessmen to be brave and stand up against President Erdogan. He said that the business world was responsible for the economic situation in the country and that he was, quote, watching with sorrow how businessmen failed to show bravery. He mentioned that people within this sector believe that if they criticize Erdogan, they will be punished. He said that they are afraid of the government launching an investigation on their accounts and being unlawfully prosecuted. In other news, Turkey's radio and television Supreme Council, best known as Rüyetuk, blocked the access to content of two news outlets' websites. People with a Turkish IP cannot access Deutsche Welle's content and the Voice of America's content that is in Turkish. In a statement, the Ruatuk said that the two media outlets didn't comply with the council's rules and that they should apply for a broadcasting license within the required period. Deutsche Welle announced that it did not apply for a license because licensing would have allowed the Ruatuk to censor editorial content that it found inappropriate, which is unacceptable for an independent broadcaster. Similarly, the Voice of America criticized the decision and called it a, quote, thinly veiled effort to censor unfavorable press coverage. However, the Ruatuk said that they were acting on legal grounds and that people didn't need to worry about freedom of expression. On Friday the 1st of July, Turkish and Armenian representatives met in Vienna for the fourth round of talks to improve the relations between the two countries, which has been strained for decades. After the meeting, the countries announced that they'll try to reopen their land borders as soon as possible, but only for citizens of third-party countries. The borders will still be closed for Turkish and Armenian nationals. The Turkish-Armenian border has been closed since 1993, when Turkey cut its commercial and diplomatic ties with Armenia upon Armenia's invasion of Azerbaijan's Karabakh region. Now some good news. Last week, the value of the lira increased a little bit, and the price of Brent crude oil dropped by 6 US dollars, which made the price of a liter of diesel go down from over 30 liras, or 1.8 US dollars, to almost 27 liras, around 1.6 US dollars. Also, the price of a liter of oil fell from over 28 to 25 liras, and that is to say, from 1.7 to 1.5 US dollars. In addition to that, the price of liquefied petroleum gas went down from 12.5 liras, around 70 US cents, and now stands around 10 liras, or 60 cents. On that note about oil prices, some investigative journalists claim that the Turkish refineries buy discounted Russian Ural's crude oil instead of the more expensive Brent crude oil and save around 35 US dollars per barrel. However, they price the oil according to the Brent crude oil, which is around 114 US dollars and make a $55 profit per barrel. Now on to some price hikes. Major cigarette companies, JTI, BAT, 
and Philip Morris announced a price hike of two Turkish liras, or about 10 US cents, per pack. The companies have already increased prices two times this year, and the government has also raised the VAT on tobacco products, which results in a price hike of over 8 liras, around 40 US cents. Currently, the cheapest pack of cigarettes stands at 27 liras, a little over 1.6 US dollars. Moving on, on Friday the 1st, the Credit and Dormitories Institution, or KYK, a public institute that oversees student scholarships and public dormitories, increased the dormitory fees by 80%. With the new price hike, students now have to pay 800 Turkish liras, around 48 US dollars per month. The fee used to be 200 liras, around 12 US dollars. Many pointed out the fact that the monthly KYK scholarship is 850 liras, which is 50 US dollars per student. The KYK dormitories are the students' cheapest accommodation option in the country, so now even the cheapest option is putting students in a financially difficult situation. Starting from Tuesday the 5th, the Governorate of Istanbul banned people from entering forest land because of the risk of forest fires, which has increased due to the summer heat. The ban will be in place until the 31st of July. However, the governorate published a list of parks, groves, or picnic areas where residents can still enjoy nature with a few restrictions on using fire tools like grills or portable gas stoves. You can check out the list in our show notes. Moving on to some news about health. The health minister announced the first case of monkeypox in the country. He said that they've isolated the patient and tested everyone he's been in close contact with. So far, there haven't been any other positive cases. Now for some updates about the COVID-19 pandemic. Even though the government lifted all pandemic-related restrictions, a member of the Ministry of Health's Coronavirus Scientific Advisory Board said that COVID-19 cases are on the rise again, and that it was crucial for people to wear masks on public transportation. She revealed that there has been a 30% increase in positive cases in the past weeks. She said that fully vaccinated people have mild symptoms, but added that there's still a large group of unvaccinated people in the country. Lastly, Saturday the 9th marks the first day of the four-day Feast of the Sacrifice, known locally as Kurban Bayrumi. The festival is one of the biggest Islamic holidays in Turkey. It commemorates the story of the Prophet Ibrahim's willingness to sacrifice his son Ismail to show his faithfulness to God. Seeing Ibrahim's faith in him, God sends Ibrahim a ram to sacrifice instead of his son. The festival is about charity and solidarity. Traditionally, on the first day of the festival, many households sacrifice livestock. They keep one-third of the meat and give the rest to people in need. However, with the rise in animal activism in recent years, more and more people opt to donate money to charities instead. Since this is a public holiday, all the public institutions will be closed throughout the four days of the festival. However, private businesses may choose to open their stores on the third or fourth day of the festival. On that note about public holidays, the government combined the Feast of the Sacrifice holiday with the Democracy and National Unity Day, which marks the anniversary of the coup d'etat attempt that took place seven years ago, on the 15th of July. This means that public officials have a nine-and-a-half-day holiday, starting from the Feast's Eve on Friday the 8th until Sunday the 17th. However, private businesses' employees will go back to work on the 12th of July. That's it for this week. Would you like us to include a section about the best places to visit in Turkey during the winter or the summer? Let us know at turkey at rorschach.com. Hasta kalin!